Hello and welcome to my podcast, The Wonderlust Life. I really wanted to kick things off today by saying a massive thank you to everyone. Everyone who sent me words of congratulations and messages of love. Thank you to everyone who has already shared my podcast with their friends, their family and their network. Thank you for your encouragement and support. It means a lot. And thank you to the traveling families that I've connected with already and had some beautiful conversations with who you will hear from over the coming weeks and months. This really has been something I wanted to create for such a long time, but never felt ready until I had a conversation with a beautiful friend about life, just life in general. This year had taken its toll on not only the travel community, but everyone in general. And for me, I felt a little bit lost, even though I had had one of the biggest years in my online health and lifestyle business, moved into a beautiful apartment here on the Gold Coast. However, I was wondering what was next for me. And my friend said to me, why does there have to be a next thing? (laughs) Light bulb moment. So that left me feeling at peace and it allowed me to stop my mind from racing. It allowed me to just sit and be, to stop and to reflect on all of my achievements, all the growth and healing that I had done over the last 18 months. So by doing that, It really opened up space and gave me the clarity that I needed, which is when The Wonderlust Life was born. The podcast took a lot of brain power and a lot of stepping out of my comfort zone, but as we know, nothing exciting ever happens in our comfort zone, right? So if that is the first bit of advice that I can give you, is if you are sitting on the fence, should I, shouldn't I? What if, if it all just seems too overwhelming to travel Australia, to hit the road and so on, just do it. Push through the fear, get uncomfortable because honestly, it will be so worth it. I'm so excited to share many stories, tips, advice and inspiration from families that have gone before us and who are also currently living the Wonderlust life. But first... I would love to give you an insight on my story, my travel adventures, and hopefully I can offer some valuable advice that you can take away and implement into your own travels. So as you know, my name is Sarah Jade. I'm now a solo mum to my beautiful daughters, Matilda 12 and Willow 9. And I guess our story started in 2014. My partner Paulie and I decided uh, to sell our beautiful home in Queensland to move to Victoria for a job opportunity uh, that Paulie had been offered. We moved right in the middle of winter and from for someone that has lived uh, on the Gold Coast for 20 years or so, three of those years was up in the Whit Sundays. You can imagine I was thinking, what on earth had we done? However... We settled in really well, actually. Um, Now, I had previously been a wedding and events manager in Queensland. So when I moved to Melbourne, I wasn't planning on working. I wanted to be a stay-at-home mum for the first time. 
During the first few months though, I actually had a huge health transformation which led me to start my own online health uh, and lifestyle coaching business which became very successful actually within the first two years which was an absolute blessing because after those first two years of being in Melbourne, Paulie was made redundant from the job that we had actually moved to Victoria for. We had always loved travelling and camping and at the time uh, the girls were eight and five. We owned a camping trailer and a Nissan X-Trail. I remember it really clearly. We'd had gone to the Murray River uh, on the border of New South Wales and, and Victoria for the Australia Day long weekend in 2017. And I was watching the girls play outside, as you do, with sticks and spot koalas, ride their bikes, float on lilos down the river. And I thought to myself, let's do this full time. Surely, surely that's a thing. Let's do this full time, you know, travel. Let's travel Australia. So Paulie actually decided not to look for another job and and spend more time with the kids uh, as his previous job had him working away a lot, sometimes up to three weeks at a time. And my business was thriving, um, which I could essentially work from anywhere as long as I had Wi-Fi. My customers were all over Australia, so I thought what a wonderful way uh, to visit them in person. So that weekend we decided we decided we would become a full-time travelling family. (laughs) Oh, it was such an exciting time. So we didn't rush into it. We really did take all of 2017 to plan and prepare. I discovered Trip in a Van on Instagram and became totally obsessed with following their adventures around Australia. I'm so grateful for every question that they answered for me in the early stages of getting ready to hit the road. So thank you so much, Beck and Justin. Um, Yeah, so we went to all the big caravan and camping shows, bought magazines, scrolled the caravan and camping Facebook pages. And, you know, we soon realised that travelling in a trailer was definitely possible but this was going to be our home. This was going to be my office. So I needed to be comfortable. Initially, we looked into upgrading the trailer and gosh, there's some fancy ones out there, right? Um, And we actually nearly ended up buying a secondhand Windsor Rapid, which was perfect, except for one small problem. (laughs) It had no toilet. Now, As much as Paulie kept saying, you'll be right, you'll be right, I had to put my foot down and say, hey, we've got three girls, we need a toilet. So I guess there's my second piece of advice when you are looking at vans and if you can afford it, go with a van set up with an ensuite toilet and shower. It honestly makes life on the road so much easier, uh, especially for those late night middle of the night and early morning toilet needs and you know at the end of the day it's your home and you want to be also set up um, to go fully off grid as well so get a toilet (laughs) so we heard some real horror stories when it came to Jayco caravans we took everyone's stories on board but honestly go with your gut and go with what feels right for you and your family 
So after months and months of researching and looking at all types of caravans, we weren't able to find a layout that suited us and we'd actually avoided looking at Jayco's. But we decided to see for ourselves. We went to Jayco Bayswater in Victoria and as soon as I walked into the 2017 Jayco Off-Road Expander with the ensuite, I knew we had found our van. It had the layout that I was looking for, two bed ends, so one with a queen and one with a double, including the privacy screens um, inside the van. It had bunk beds and we often used the top bunk for our youngest Willow and the double for our eldest Matilda. The bottom bunk we would often turn into the uh, table with the two lounge chairs and the kids would use this space for their schoolwork or when they wanted to play games or draw or have their meals. And when you're on the road, you've got kids coming and going all the time. So it was just like a cool little area that the kids could have to themselves if they had a friend over or something and they wanted just to sit in the van and, and muck around in there. So that was their like space. Uh, it had a full kitchen, no oven, however, a griller and a four burner cooktop. The oven would have been handy, but we made do without it. And then it also had a big fridge and freezer. I think from memory, it was a 153 litre fridge. Um, And fridge size was important to us um, only because, you know, you're living on the road. So you don't want to be going to the shops all the time. And, you know, that means obviously a big shop. So you don't want to be doing lots of little trips to the shops um, to get food Um, and you may not be in close proximity to where you are camped anyway. So you want to get into some sort of a routine where you can do a a decent weekly shop um, and obviously that's important when it comes to fridge size and freezer and storage and things like that as well. So storage was a really good, um, was really good in the Jayco. Uh, a lot of overhead cupboard space for food and clothes and books and games and schoolwork uh, and kitchenware and things like that. But as I mentioned, the draw card for choosing this van was the ensuite with the toilet and shower and the extra basin and the tap in the ensuite. We honestly had no real issues with our Jayco. We travelled all the way from the um, Queensland coast through the outback to the Northern Territory border on the hot red corrugated roads and we were really impressed with how it held up. From memory, I think we put some tape along the doors, the windows and spaces that seemed to get dust in, but that's all a part of the fun, right? Finding the red dirt weeks and months afterwards, (laughs) maybe not so fun, Um, But yeah, even when we were in Harvey Bay and Bagara and there was a cyclone um, predicted, uh, it was Cyclone Owen and it was coming, it was coming and it was going to hit Harvey Bay and Bagara. We knew we were headed that way. So what we did was we bought some core flute 
and we cut and sized it to fit inside the um, the bed ends and we actually got zero water from the van uh, like coming into the van and the wind and the rain was torrential and it was coming in sideways and we were bracing ourselves for this big cyclone um, but yeah we were we were really lucky we didn't get any any water damage any flooding at all during that time so again really really happy with the caravan so we had heating when we left in the zero degree weather <laughs> and cooling in the 45 plus degree heat in the middle of the outback. Um, the beds were really comfortable. We put another bamboo mattress topper on both the queen and the double beds and Willow also had a single um, mattress topper that we'd bought from home as well just to give it that little bit of extra comfort. Um, yeah, so all in all, we were r- pretty happy and comfortable and, you know, the Jayco's, they hold their value if you look after them. So, yeah, happy with the Jayco. Alrighty, so let's talk about the car. So, we had an X-Trail, uh, Nissan X-Trail at the time and we sold that and upgraded to a 2017 Toyota Hilux SR5 dual cab. Now, I'm not going to go into the towing capacities or anything really to do with the car. That's just not my jam. (laughs) Um, But what I can tell you is that we bought this off the floor from Berwick Toyota Toyota in Victoria. They were amazing. Um, And it was actually a toss-up between the Volkswagen Amarok and the Toyota Hilux. The Hilux obviously got our pick uh, and that's probably for three reasons. First one being comfort. Again, comfort was super important to us. The back had a pull-down armrest where you could hold drink bottles and a little storage section which was great for us um, with the two kids And the seats were super comfy for long drives. So that was a win. Um, And it actually felt smoother to drive than an Amarok. So we took both of them for a test drive. I drove them, Paulie drove them. And yeah, we both decided that um, the Hilux was actually nicer to drive. Um, And the third reason being the price difference. So at the time, there was about a 20 grand price difference between the Hilux and the Amarok. And the Amarok obviously being the, the higher price bracket. Um, so yeah, we were very happy with the with the Toyota Hilux. So I'm pretty sure we bought it with the bull bar and the snorkel and the cab on the back. So yeah, so that we could um, have that fitted out with drawers and extra storage and a fridge. And that especially um, became really handy, obviously, when we were go- going up to Cape York and we didn't have the caravan. We had a long-range fuel tank fitted and also got a lift kit done after we collected it from Toyota. We invested in big side mirrors. Um, these are a great investment as they are like really sturdy uh, when going along the outback roads and passing the road trains. You know, the last thing you want to do, uh, we, the last thing you want is for your mirrors to fly off uh, down the road. They're quite expensive, but as I said, they are a great investment. So definitely look into those. 
We had um, the radios fitted in the car, which also came in super handy again, especially for Cape York. Um, we went up there with some friends that lived in Weeper, so it was great to follow them and be able to communicate with them um, whilst we're in uh, Cape York. And then just in general, to talk to the trucks and others on the road. A larger antenna was fitted to the front of the car. I have a feeling that had something to do with getting better reception and Wi-Fi connection. We bought it from Selfie on the Gold Coast if you wanted to look into that. Um, If, you know, working on the road and, you know, having really good Wi-Fi and being connected is important, uh, I would definitely look into that. So Paulie fitted the winch himself, the roof racks, and I got some fancy number plates which said my life. Uh, This represented my business which is my life, health, happiness. So we set off in July 2018 and headed north as soon as possible. After all, we were chasing the sun. (laughs) We did New South Wales, Queensland, North Queensland, Cape York, back down to North Queensland, then we headed out back Queensland, which included Julia Creek, Winton, Longreach, Lawn Hill, Adele's Grove, Carnarvon, uh, and then back to the coast. And then after that, we went up to Harvey Bay, Bagara, Bundy, uh, and over to Fraser Island. So when we left, Matilda and Willow were grade one and grade four at the time. We enrolled them into Distance Education Victoria. Uh, Very pleased with the process. It was an easy process and they were lovely to deal with. However, (laughs) I do not have fond memories of homeschooling. Let's just say uh, Distance Ed Victoria and and I believe, and this is purely my opinion, um, that it's set up for kids who live remotely and cannot attend a school or they are unwell and cannot attend a school. So I don't believe that it's set up well for travelling families. Um, It may have changed and again, that is judged purely on my own experiences. Um, It just seemed to be a lot of work to submit every week and I'm no school teacher so I found it difficult to actually learn the work first then teach it to the kids in a way that they could understand it and that they could learn too. I have certainly never been one to enjoy being stuck in a classroom and for us I guess that's what it ended up being like. It was like four plus hours a day of school work and you know all we wanted to do like all the kids wanted to do was explore and and really enjoy and immerse ourselves into this amazing life that we had created. You know some days they would read books and journal but most days they were spent being a kid and learning what I call through the school of earth. In the coming episodes, I will have families on that will cover all types of schooling. So please don't forget to hit subscribe or the follow button and listen to future episodes to learn all about schooling on the road. So I want to dive into the fun stuff, the bucket list stuff, the things that absolutely lit up my life, made this such a wonderful trip, um, you know, that filled up my cup, my soul, my entire being. 
and that was the sunsets, the sunrises, the secluded beaches, the fresh mountain air, the waterfalls, the gorges, the people you meet on the way, uh, and just that quality time as a family and, you know, so much more. So I'm going to just talk about some of the highlights um, of our trip and I'll start off with the sunsets. So our first night was at Tokemal on the Murray River. Um, I grew up going to Yarrawonga and Lake Mawela um, on school holidays. It is a beautiful part of Australia and you are always, always guaranteed a magical sunset. Coolum Beach Holiday Park. So you can book sites which are metres away from the beach. Uh, it's actually a dog beach too. So if you are travelling with animals, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can have a dog at that park and you can also take the dog down to that particular beach as well. Um, and you can hear the ocean as you lie in bed and the sunsets when we were there were spectacular. Carlo Sand Blow at Rainbow Beach. So grab some drinks, snacks, head up the sand dune to watch the sunset and then slide or run. (laughs) I think people took like bodyboards and cardboard and things and, you know, they would slide down the massive sand dune after the sunset. That was really, really cool. Bowen um, had beautiful sunsets, uh, especially from Grays Bay. Um, So head down there and, and yeah, watch a beautiful sunset from there. Now, Karumba. Karumba, I think, was my first sunset that I saw over the ocean, which was just stunning. Watching it from the Sunset Tavern on the water with a wine, oh, my gosh, absolute perfection. But I cannot forget Cooktown. Wow. This beautiful, sleepy fishing town was just phenomenal. It is stuck in my memory for life. Um, Again, what a beautiful part of Australia and to date has been one of the most beautiful sunsets I've seen. The sky was such a deep red, pink and purple. Yeah, it was amazing. So who loves a good hike? I know I do and I know hiking, walking in general whilst travelling is such a great way to, you know, keep fit and healthy, get out, get some fresh air in the mountain or or wherever you may be, rainforest, um, get out there and explore um, on one of the amazing hikes around Australia. So I did Mount Coolum with the kids. That's a fairly easy uh, walk, making your way up to the top. Uh, there's a few rocky spots, but the kids loved it and definitely great views from the top overlooking um, Coolum on the Sunshine Coast. Honey Eater Lookout in Airlie Beach. My gorgeous friend Lou and I did that one uh, on a very hot and humid North Queensland day. I think the trip was about two hours so two hour round trip um, the view up the top was definitely worth it now lawn hill national park right out um, on the border of uh, queensland and northern territory matilda and i did one of the longer hikes whilst paulie and willow did a shorter one we hiked right up to the top uh, to look down at the gorge where we saw some freshwater crocs floating around It was such a beautiful view and to experience this with Matilda was really special. Um, Lawn Hill and Adele's Grove were my ultimate bucket list destinations. So yeah, it was just really, really special. 
Carnarvon, uh, which is west of Bundaberg, has some awesome hikes. We did the middle one, so we didn't go the full way. I can't remember how many kilometres that is, but we just did the half one. There's quite a few um, and they kind of branch off each other. But yeah, we went pretty much halfway and I think it took us roughly around eight hours. We prepared, we we were prepared with loads of snacks and water um, and we prepped the kids, you know, this is going to be a big day. We're going to be walking a lot, um, but, you know, we'll, we'll stop, we'll have lunch, we'll have snacks, we've got plenty of water. And luckily for us, that day wasn't too hot and we had some rain too, which was a nice change to the dry hot weather that we'd had previously in the outback. Um, and this hike was easy. Yeah, fairly easy and the kids, like I said, enjoyed it, um, you know, walking over the rocks and the rivers and, and just a be- just beautiful scenery, just absolutely beautiful everywhere you sort of turned and looked and it was just, yeah, it was absolutely gorgeous. So Carnarvon uh, Gorge is, is beautiful, definitely put that one on your list of things to do. All right, I have to tell you a funny story um, and <laughs> she'll probably be listening to this one day, but my beautiful friend Kira, um, our amazing tour guides who live in Weeper and, and took us up um, and did the trip, the Cape York trip with us, we were at um, a campground and we kind of split up. So the two boys took some kids down to the waterfalls. I think it was Elliot Falls from memory. Um and they took a car from memory and Kira's like, all right, who wants to come with me? Who wants to go on an adventure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm up for an adventure. This sounds awesome. And we had, I think it was myself, her son, Dallas, her daughter, Layla, and possibly my daughter, <laughs> um, Willow. I can't remember. But anyway, one, I don't think Dallas had any shoes on. We took no water, no food, and we're just following this creek, hoping and praying that it will bring us to these beautiful waterfalls. And from memory, Kira said, I think it's around half an hour, 20 minutes, half an hour. Well, Kira was slightly wrong. It honestly felt like hours and hours. And I said to Kira, babe, do you know where you're going? Like, it seems like we're kind of a little bit off track. We're following the water, hoping that that was going to take us out to the waterfalls. Um, the ground started getting really, really hot. It was actually on fire. There was ash. <laughs> well, it had been on fire. So there was ash everywhere. It was smouldering. As I said, one of the kids didn't have shoes. One of the other kids, I think, got bitten by a bee. I'm just freaking out thinking that there's crocodiles next to me in this in this creek river running down to the waterfalls and I'm starting to freak out it's hot the kids are thirsty and um, anyway so the boys who had left earlier obviously started to get a little bit worried and they started doing the whole cooey cooey and then we heard them and it was like the best it was like yes <laughs> we're saved we're saved um but yeah we finally got there and we got to the beautiful waterfalls and um I'll never forget it and you know that's another memory that's going to be stuck in my mind forever and I just want to say thanks so much to Kira and Glenn for being the most epic uh, Cape York 
tour guides. Um, you guys had some amazing little secret spots that you took us to and, um, yeah, we thoroughly enjoyed our trip. All right, so snorkelling. Um, we thought the snorkelling at Horseshoe Bay in Bowen was pretty cool. Uh, we had our own snorkelling gear. I'm pretty sure we packed that. Um, so we had all of that ready to go and, you know, that had beautiful clear water. It was shallow um, so the kids were, were safe to snorkel, lots of fish and, um, yeah, we even saw whales that day too, which was which was amazing. Educational. So when I think of something that was educational on the road, there is only one thing that comes to mind here and that is the Burdekin Cane Farm Stay. So Greg, the owner, is awesome. Sites are cheap with power and water uh, for around $15 per night. It's right on the creek under the shade of the mango trees. There's no amenities, so you need to be fully self-contained, which is fine. Um, And you can experience the full cane burning process. It is such an incredible experience. Um, Greg will take the kids out on his quad bike. He'll give them a, you know, a tour and and explain how, you know, the sugar cane process works. So it's, that's one of the, um, definitely one of the to-dos for your kids, but for yourself as well. It's, it's something, yeah, it's one of those things you'll um, experience in your life. It's just phenomenal and um, yeah, really, really enjoyed that. So if you're looking for anything educational, um, that's, that's definitely one thing that you can pop on your list to do beaches oh my gosh so my happy place beaches I'm just going to list a few that I absolutely fell in love with um, which is Horseshoe Bay in Bowen Hideaway Bay in Airlie Beach Um, I've wanted to return to that area ever since I was living in the Whitsundays in 2005 and 2007. Um, Dingo Beach and Hideaway Bay were my absolute fave. And ever since I saw Beck (laughs) from Trip in a Van on that rope swing um, on the the palm tree um, at Hideaway Bay, I had to find it. Um, Well, I found the palm tree. I found the palm tree. Um, but the swing was gone. I think the swing had been washed away by um, one of the cyclones that they'd had up there. Um, but I found the, found the palm tree and that was enough for me. Um, you know, it really is the simple things. And I'd seen Beck's picture uh, on Instagram and I was like, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. And I did. Um, so, yeah, I just love Hideaway Bay. Um, that's up in uh, the Whit Sundays uh, near Ellie Beach. Fraser Island. So the west side of Fraser Island, it can be um, a bit of a hike to get there with with the car, obviously. Um, But we made the effort to get over to that side. And I seriously felt like I was in the Maldives. I mean, I've never been to the Maldives, but I'm sure it would have been very similar. And to think that we have this stunning crystal clear aqua water ocean as our own backyard is just, yeah, how grateful, how, how, how blessed are we and how grateful am I to actually um, to visit there and, and enjoy such a beautiful part of Australia. So that's Fraser Island. That was on the west side. And then Chili Beach. So that's uh, in Cape York, uh, Chili Beach. It's pretty windy in this particular spot, but 
honestly, once you're there, you don't even care about the wind. It is spectacular. Um, Camping right up on the water, fresh coconuts, campfires. Yeah, it's just one of those places, again, that you need to put on your to-do list if you're up in Cape York. So waterfalls and gorges. My ultimate bucket list destination, and I mentioned this before, was Lawn Hill and Adele's Grove, right on the border of Northern Territory and Queensland. And we made it there. And I honestly felt, no word of a lie, all my dreams had come true. This place was just it for me. If I was going to go anywhere when I travelled Australia, it was going to be Lawn Hill and Adele's Grove. So we went there and yeah, it was every bit of amazing that I anticipated it to be. Gregory Downs, so that's just before Lawn Hill, was awesome too. Um, That's a free camp uh, just by the river and um, yeah, so you can camp next to the creek and then float down on your little float toys. I think we had a couple of days there, definitely could have stayed longer, um, but we were on our way to Lawn Hill. So um, that's that's a really nice place. There's a little shop there as well if you do need anything. Um, it's just over the other side of the bridge, so you can go there. Babinda Boulders was beautiful. We didn't swim at the time though because the water was like ice, but just to see those beautiful boulders and to see the water rushing down, um, beautiful photos um, and yeah, just a really nice spot. Um, So that's Babinda Boulders. And then you've got Crystal Creek Waterfalls and Rock Slides. Um, That's that's always a highlight. you know, I recommend this spot to any travelling family um, to go and visit. It's different. Um, you can, you know, slide down the rock slides and into the beautiful waterholes. And, you know, if there's been enough rain, there will be some waterfalls and things as well there too. So definitely a highlight. That's near Townsville. Um, and yeah, that's somewhere I always recommend families to visit. I don't think you can beat Fruit Bat Falls, <laughs> Cape York Fruit Bat Falls. Um, and there was hardly anyone there when we went, so it was perfect. Um, and like I said before, we had some pretty great tour guides too. So they knew some secret spots up there. And um, yeah, we had a great day uh, at Fruit Bat Falls. We cooked out of the ute and um, yeah, had an awesome day. So unique spots. I have a unique spot which I went uh, and visited in Outback Queensland and that was Julia Creek Caravan Park with the private baths. So you can book a bath and have a platter and some drinks at sunset. It is absolutely stunning. As soon as I saw the Blonde Nomad's famous bath photo on Instagram, I had to go there. Thanks guys so much um, for all that you do for the travel community. You guys are amazing. I love following your adventures. So that's the Blonde blonde Nomads uh, and I cannot wait to interview you guys on this podcast soon. So thanks for that hot tip of Julia Creek. Um, The private bars um, out in Queensland Outback were, yeah, a really unique experience. Really enjoyed it. Now, this is the funny part. If you <laughs> if you ask my kids what their favourite place or what their favourite part of Australia was when we travelled, 
they're going to say cans coconuts. <laughs> I think in total we had stayed there about two or three times um, for a couple of weeks each time. Um, for us, it was a really good base when you're exploring the area of Cairns and Port Douglas and the Atherton Tablelands. So, you know, when you're a kid and you're out playing all day and you don't come home unless it's dark or you're hungry, well, that is Cairns Coconuts. They've got absolutely everything there. They've got, I think, maybe three pools, water slides, mini golf, ride your bikes, um, jumping pillow, like playgrounds, like it's got the lot and they're amazing there. And um, yeah, we just felt so safe just to sometimes just be at the van and have the kids go off and play. And, you know, there's so many kids around. You will be so surprised as well once you do start travelling. All the other families that are also on the road travelling, you start to get to know each other. The kids get to know each other. They form these amazing bonds and relationships and, you know, you meet up with them along the way and Cairns Coconuts was definitely one of those places for us. I think one of the times we were there we had another three or so travelling families at the park at the same time and the kids just yeah had the time of their life which is what it's about. So yes if you ask my kids what their favourite part of travelling Australia was hands down it was Cairns Coconuts. (laughs) So if I could give you one hot tip Um, which I'm sure you're already over it, already all over it, um, is to get the full cover for RACV or RACQ or whatever your roadside assistance cover is. We actually needed it in Cohen on the way up to Cape York. Um, They actually towed us four hours from Cohen up to Weeper and it literally saved us in the middle of nowhere. So it's definitely worth every cent um, to get the full cover. Now, I could go on and on forever about all the wonderful places you can visit when traveling Australia. And look, we only did a really small part of it. Um, So I'm going to leave it up to the other amazing traveling families to share more of what Australia has to offer. And I guess a lot of people do wonder how families travel for long periods of time. And you'll discover this over the coming episodes with families sharing their own stories of how they fund their trips. As I mentioned earlier at the start of this podcast, I was fortunate enough to create a successful online health and lifestyle coaching business that allowed us to travel full time. Um, And now it's my passion to help others create a life with more freedom and choice and become the happiest and healthiest versions of them. And it allows me to do things like this to help people, um, you know, prepare to travel, to hit the road um, and offer, you know, valuable information um, to take out the overwhelm and the guesswork when you guys are trying to hit the road and, and, you know, live your best life as well. So my travelling days certainly aren't over. (laughs) I will continue to keep my passion alive and immerse myself in the stories and the conversations that I'll be having on this podcast. So don't be surprised if you see this mum and my two girls living the wanderlust life again soon. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. I hope you were able to take away some amazing tips and advice 
Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so that you can stay in the loop of upcoming episodes. And it would mean the world to me if you could share this podcast with any fellow travellers or families that may be interested. And if you feel like leaving a review, I would absolutely appreciate that too. Lastly, make sure you download each episode and save to your chosen podcast platform so that you can listen at any time. Even if you do drop out of service in the outback or if you are enjoying one of the many remote locations that Australia has to offer. This podcast was brought to you by My Life Health Happiness, helping you create a life with more freedom and choice and becoming the happiest and healthiest version of you.